Hello, and welcome to Stationary Adjacent, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyford, and joined as always by my friend and co-host, Stu Lennon. Hey, Stu, how's Cypress today? It's absolutely lovely, Justin. We're having a very nice, mild spell. It's only sort of, uh, I suppose, 29, 30 degrees, which is quite cool for us at this time of year. Uh, so we are loving it. How about How about sunny Canada? How are things there? Well, I'm not too sure about sunny. Um, I don't know what the weather's going to be like today. It's still early, these clouds. Uh, last night, it was beautiful yesterday morning. Last night, I came across the mountains, and I hit clouds and rain, and uh, oh, it's just horrible driving. I could see maybe 30 feet in front of me mm. down the highway on the top of a mountain. Never a comfortable feeling. Yeah, there are mountains, Justin. They're, they're there for a reason. Don't go the other side of them. That would be my advice. Yeah, try to stay on the little white dotted line down the middle of them and not into either <laughs> side of them. Also good. Or in the truck or the car that uh, you suddenly come on very quickly at that speed. Ugh. It was fun. But yes, no, it's a, it's a good day. I'm here. I made it home. I, I had to go to work yesterday, Stu. Oh. That's always fun. Four-letter word. Yeah. I, I, and I had to see real people. Wow. Ah. I had to dress in clothes. Mm. Yeah. Not just, you know, sweatpants it's, or shorts. It's, it's a weird thing, this, this going into an office. Good thing I don't do it very often. For sure. All right. What do you got for follow-up? Uh, what have I got for follow-up? Well, not much, really. I haven't uh, donated any money to Apple, despite there having been dub-dub. Um, I haven't felt the urge to, to buy anything new or, um, or even go onto the beaters. No, I'm, I'm being very, very good. What about you? Have you been throwing money at uh, the fruit-based computer company? I've been trying. I've really been trying. I want to get a new laptop charger. Not a new laptop, just a little charger. And I'm getting dates of eight to ten weeks for delivery. No. I can't pick up. I looked to go. I was going to the coast yesterday. I looked because I was actually in the vicinity of Apple stores. The best I could do was August the 17th. Wow. For in-store. So apparently I don't want to charge my laptop. Oh, well. Um, this, is, this is a luxury item because I'm old and lazy and sometimes, you know, throwing money at a problem is much easier than actually doing any work. Um, the universal control, which I'm using quite a lot now, uh, some of the things I do on one of my laptops is pretty heavy in terms of processing. So for example, while I'm working, I will sit and um, run our audio through some of the filters that I do. And that uh, you can hear the fans, it sounds like a jet engine, and you can hear the fans go up and the power, you can watch it come down. So I have to now plug this one in. But that means at my studio desk for music, I actually have to bend down, unplug, take the cord with me, plug it into the other side. And that's just so uncivilized, Stu. So I'm trying to solve this problem by throwing money at it. And well, I've got the money and I can't throw. <laughs> so it's it's Apple. Tim Cook. I thought he was good at this logistics stuff. Well, I, th I think he's probably insulated them for as long as he can. But yeah, perhaps a Belkin or Anchor might, might have the answer to your question. Yeah, I, I there are these cheap no-name ones on, on Amazon. I don't know about you, I'm scared about something cheap and no-name hmm, coming yeah. and, and throwing power into my $6,000 laptop. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd stick to a brand I knew, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I further have the problem. This is the 2019 Intel, which requires a minimum of the 96 watt charger, mm-hmm. the big yeah. charge, the big boy charger that they make. So I can't just buy anything. It's got to be a heavy duty one. And that much power going into something uh, makes me nervous. <laughs> but you're in rural Canada now. Can't you just get a generator out, <laughs> screwdriver, hammer, and just, just make one? Uh, yeah. I, have you seen me? <laughs> Handy, I am not. I sit at a computer for oh, a living okay. for a reason. Just uh, wander around until you see somebody in a plaid shirt. Ask him. You know, I actually have a plaid shirt, and boy, <laughs> I, I'm trying to blend in, and I stick out like a sore thumb. It's not funny. <laughs> uh, sometimes sometimes the stereotypes do have a kernel of truth to them, I guess. Mm-hmm. They certainly do. Eh, I got to say eh after everything. <laughs> Right, you are then. All right, uh, what's your tool of the week, Stu? Uh, my tool of the week is cricket. There you go. Uh, it's a, a lesser-known game. I appreciate that many people in North America have no idea what it is. Fear not, many people in the UK don't either. Um, there was a, there's a test series on at the moment, so a series of test matches. Uh, England are playing New Zealand. Now, uh, <laughs> a test match runs for five days which again, many North Americans find incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, we, we have the morning session, then everybody stops for lunch. Oh, very civilised. Yeah, oh yes. Then you have the afternoon session, everybody stops for tea. And then after tea, you have the evening session. Uh, and you do that for five days. Ah. Now, rec- <laughs> recently, cricket um, of this nature has got a, it's all got a bit frenetic um, because there's another sort of variation of the game, which is a, a little bit more sort of, crash bang wallop and gets gets done very quickly uh and that sort of permeated the game and so for old people like me who are used to cricket being a sort of very genteel quiet thing that goes on in the background i i've kind of missed that because it's all sort of you know smash bang wallop uh but this one ran for the whole five days uh and for for the first few days it was it was very easy batting, so it was very quiet. The sort of thwack of leather on willow and polite applause. And I, I may have had a snooze or two and let the cricket watch me for a while. Uh, and then on the last day, it all got very exciting. Um, and as uh, Hugh Grant, that famous English actor, said on Twitter, Johnny Bairstow is hitting that ball like it had robbed its grandmother. Um, it all went very crash bang wallop and it was very exciting and England won hurrah yes well done it was great Um, as a a consequence of that I did no work well not as much as I should have anyway I was going to say and this is your tool for productivity or this is your tool (laughs) well I guess you know technically I'm looking at our our wording in the show documents and this is pick a tool that had an impact on your productivity (laughs) there you go the (laughs) assumption the assumption there was that it was a positive tool um, I guess we uh, we will have to edit. We'll have to edit the rules there, Stu. <laughs> well, look, just allow me one slight tangent, which is England Test cricket team has well for for the last little while been. I think the technical term is crap. <laughs> they've, they've been beaten by everyone, um, and that's despite having you know some very good players. And what they've done now is they've taken on a new coach, a new head coach who coincidentally is a New Zealander, and they've appointed uh, a different player to be the captain. 
So the current captain still plays for the team, but he's he, oh, sorry. The old captain still plays for the team, but is not the captain anymore. Got demoted. Yeah, kind of. Well, he, he resigned. He fell on his sword. That's what we do in cricket. Oh. But what's happened is that this new coach and the new captain have sort of sat down with everyone and said, right, okay, we're going we're gonna to adjust and amend the way we play cricket. We're, you guys, you're all really good at this game. Go out there and have fun. Play a natural game. Let's, let's just have a ball. And that change in attitude has transformed the team. So the old captain, who looked as though he was carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders, is now sort of pulling pranks in the dressing room, joking, laughing, and still playing exquisitely. The people who'd been sort of regularly failing and getting a lot of criticism have come out with a sort of panache and flourish and style. And England are playing probably the most entertaining cricket in the world at the moment. And that's just through reframing their attitude. And that's something that I definitely know affects my productivity. Mm. If, if I look at tasks as like, oh, no, I've got to do that thing and, you know, procrastinate about them and push them back and hide them, then they, they become a huge drag. If I just look at them, okay, got to get this done. I'm good at this stuff. I'll bang out in a couple of hours and then I'll go and have a lunch. Boom, just gets done. And that's the importance of attitude. There you go. How's that for a save? Oh, very good. Uh, and you know what? If you're watching cricket, it doesn't matter about getting it done. You got five days to do it. <laughs> exactly. You got loads of time. And there's meal breaks. You can just, you know, work during the meal breaks. It's fine. You know, I've, I've, I'm never going to get uh, heck from you for the boring Formula One that I watch. No. Uh, you know, going around in a car wins. It doesn't run for five days. It has a limit on it. So I don't feel so bad. No, but I mean, they do practice for, well, at least several days, don't they? Uh, two days, yes. It's, it's a three-day weekend. Still, uh, you know, test matches, five days. I don't, I don't know if I have the stamina for that, Stu. <laughs> it's, it's an acquired taste, definitely. Oh, very good. So what about you? What was your big tool? Well, I, I went with the theme of what we're actually saying, the impact in a positive way. Not, uh, you know, sleeping and napping and uh, eating and, well, having an excuse not to do anything for five days. I have actually two things that I, I thought about. One, because I did my show notes uh, before I went to work yesterday. And one of the things that that certainly does, take a day out of your week where you're going in for meetings and all of a sudden your motivation has to change because that was a lot of stuff I had to do. Uh, I had to get organized, get everything together because, you know, well, drive over the mountains. I nailed everything that I had to do this week in record time to clear that day. So it was just pure motivation and I was super, super productive. So I was really, really proud of me. And then I went yesterday, I decided to do something even weirder. Got in the car and left my house just after five in the morning. It's about a four and a half, five hour drive into the office. And I decided no podcast, no listening. I put some random chill playlist from Apple Music just on low. And just experienced driving through the mountains. Uh, you know, dawn was coming up. I was the opposite direction, but you get all the lovely colors over the mountains. Still a little bit of snow on the higher peaks. Nothing in the area that I was driving. But it was absolutely relaxing 
there were no cars out, wonderful morning light, it was tranquil, it was beautiful, and I just sort of drove and thought and reflected, and I got to work in just a, an absolutely fantastic mood. That was before I had all the um, <laughs> fog on the mountaintops on the way home. <laughs> but going there was a whole different story. I, I felt it was just really nice. And, you know, I, I was thinking about it because when I'm sure you're somewhat like me, when you're doing something, you tend to put a podcast on. Sure. You know, I'm washing the dishes, I'm mowing the lawn, I'm, you know, whatever I'm doing, I tend to throw headphones in and put a podcast on. And that is, I guess, work because you're listening to it, you're listening to the content, choosing something without any words or even any music that I knew. It was a, a new playlist to me. So it was not any of my usual songs that I, I would listen to was so therapeutic. So I thought I'd throw it out there in case anybody wants to try it and give us some feedback on it. It's, um, I have to say, I've, I was noting something in my journal today that, uh, like this slightly connected, but before golf, um, as you say, if I jump in the car, I tend to listen to a podcast. Um, so it's about, it's only a half hour drive for me to get to the golf course. Um, but recently I've been listening to music instead. Mm. And there's a direct link between what I've done before golf and my performance on the golf course. If I've listened to music, I play better. Go figure. I got I to gotta ask, because I know your taste in music. I have sometimes heard it on the start of the recording. <laughs> uh, Stu tends to set up his uh, recording, um, crank up the music, and then wait for me to... At meet at a specific time so quite often i get some hard rock just cranking what kind of music do you listen to to meditate or to relax before golf is there a particular type of playlist or just whatever you feel like in that mood tends to be guitar-y sort of rock yeah um and uh, my 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 feeling my thinking on this is that golf uh is a game that depends almost entirely upon rhythm hmm. and uh, that obviously rock music does too. Well, most music does in, in one way or another. Um, so yeah, I, I, it needs to be happy music. I don't want anything too sort of, you know, thrashy or, you know, Megadeth. <laughs> sort of positive vibes. Um, and yeah, it just gets me in the right sort of mood. I think it clears your head. That, that's what it does for me. It clears my head from whatever nonsense is, is filling it. Um, so I think there's definitely something to it. I've been looking at my podcast list thinking, right, some of you guys have to go. Uh, so there's a bit of a cull going on in my world at the moment. Mm. I know the feeling on that one. Um, if you are listening to this, please stay subscribed. Continue to listen. Yeah, don't cull us. Get rid of the other ones. <laughs> exactly. I mean, how many people do you want do you want to tell you about Apple products? I mean, uh, that's my problem. I've got six or seven podcasts that I think are largely, the content is exactly the same, with slightly different voices. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, the problem is those slightly different voices is the interesting parts. Sure. And it's like, how do I get that without listening to the whole thing? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm having somewhat of the same thing. All right. Uh, pen and ink of the week. What you got? Uh, well, I haven't been using much new. Uh, I've still got my, uh, what have I got? I've got the Twisby uh, with the stub nib, which has got mm -hmm. a sort of brown ink in it. I think it's Schubert, was it? Um, and my Pelican M805 is what I'm writing with now, which is just so reliable pelican beautiful uh, there's not much left of this i don't think um, this may may not make it to the end of the podcast uh -oh. um and i've been using my 
Studio Neat uh, Mark II, which is a sort of EDC ballpointy sort of Schmidt refilly rollerball-y sort of thing, um, which is really good, but I keep sitting on it. <laughs> it's it's quite hard, I have to say. It's not very good for my behind. Mm, it's a pain in the rear, is it? <laughs> That's exactly it. Oh, I was just was thinking I haven't seen, uh, you know, a lot of your postings on the interwebs of you and all your uh, weapons uh, with your EDC. But that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so my, my EDC tends to be a five iron, unless there's a snake around, in which case oh, I may use a six or a seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I kind of had, well, starting this week, I had the same pens as last week, uh, but we used to be using a Blackwing Natural. Oh, nice pencil. For some pencil-specific goodness. I wanted something that was a little firm so I didn't have to sharpen it every, you know, three seconds with my heavy handwriting. And I just loved it. And then I sat down Tuesday night and I was putting together my pens into uh, the little Lockby uh, Quattro that uh, I got. Mm -hmm. It's four, four pens. And I'm looking at it and I'm realizing, okay, I don't want to take any of my blue pens because, well, they're all expensive. And the last time, well, just before Christmas, um, I dropped a pen and killed it. So I'm very, very cautious about what pens I take on a trip. And, you know, the expensive Mont Blancs eh, getting thrown around in the backpack, I wasn't feeling it. So I inked up a less expensive Leonardo Memento Zero. It's, uh, I think, Pacific Blue or something like that. It's a blue color. Filled it up with a blue Krishna ink and put it in my case and didn't use it at all. So there you go. That's how you run a, a, a day of meetings. You don't even use a pen. <laughs> they were so, so enthralling. You didn't need to take any notes. That was pretty much it. But uh, yep, I've I've got that. I guess that's going to be a teaser because I'll probably use that next week now that I've got ink in it and it's inked up. But yeah, I, I, I filled it up for that express reason to use it and didn't even take it out of my pen. Yeah, well, it's nice to have it. Mm, it is crazy. All right, Stu. How's 2022 going for you? Oh, yeah, of course, this was the homework, wasn't it? Yes, I did my homework, so don't worry. Um, goals for 2022. God, mm -hmm. it seems a long time ago that we thought about those. Well, it's the middle of June now. Uh, we're kind of coming up to where we're six months out from our 2022 planning. And we said that we would follow up and see how, how we're doing. And, well, 2022. <laughs> it's 2020 all over again isn't it really for some of us 2020 version three all right yeah so how, how did how did your your goals go uh well i mean the first thing i did was uh, i have my goals split into quarters and i put them up on a pin board next to my desk so it's quite easy for me to refer to these um and I know that I'd, I've done a report card for myself on Q1 and, and scored myself very well. I was, I was on fire in Q1, but I often am, to be honest, because, um, you know, it's fresh in the mind. It's the things that you're going to get straight into when you're, you're thinking about your goals. So um, I, have, uh, I have two companies and both of them have their year end in the first quarter. So there's a, you know, there's a deadline for you. You have to do the accounts, you have to work out what happened, you have to make plans for the next year. Uh, so that's always a big part of my first quarter. I started uh, my studies, my MBA, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I started moving a bit more. So acting on health was the very grandiose title that I got on my card. But um, all of those things I, I got going pretty well. Then Q2, which would be April, May, June. So I've still got a few days left. I was going to look to recruit clients for um, my consultancy business. Mm-hmm. I was going to look to delegate more. Uh, I was going to look to restructure Nero's which is the notebook business. I was hoping to do some more sort of experiences, dates with, uh, with the current Mrs. Lennon. And I wanted to work on my mental health and my physical health. So my fitness. Mm. Um, it's going all right, I would say. Is this one of those things where you can cram in the last two weeks for the final report card? Uh, some of it is, um, and some of it isn't. So, uh, the recruiting clients thing, uh, I, I kind of expected to be doing more traveling mm-hmm. and I expected to be sort of more proactively looking for business. Uh, I haven't recruited, recruited any new clients. I've retained one and expanded one and, I've also decided I probably don't want another one at the moment. Mm. Um, so that's that's very, very convenient get-out clause, obviously. Uh, delegating, I'm working on right now. I'm going through some options, which I may, may even talk to you about offline. Restructuring uh, Nero's, yeah, we're, we're getting there. We've, um, you know, Claire and I are working together on on how we want the business to work for us. Um, you know, it's a very, very difficult market out there right now. So mm-hmm. um, lots of people are feeling the pinch. Uh, disposable income is down. Um, consumer confidence is down. None of these things are good for sort of niche online marketing. So um, that, those are things that we're taking on. Experiences and dates. Mrs. Ellen and I have been been pretty poor at that. Um, now, partly it takes two to tango. <laughs> so, darling, we should do more things. Shut up, I'm busy. Okay. Um <laughs> she has been very busy she's um she's been looking at employment opportunities and uh i think i think she's now settled she's staying where she is um so that's one that you know even if i take her out for three three dates in the next few days i think it's gonna be tough to give myself a full score there Mm -hmm. Uh, mental health and, and fitness well i'm still a lot bigger than i should be and i still drink too much uh mental health i've done okay i've had some 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 ups and downs but nothing uh, you know, nothing out of the ordinary, I don't think. I I believe that the world is underestimating the impact that COVID has had on all of us. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, 10 years from now, we might be able to look back and go, wow, that was a tough few years. Um, and we will we'll still be feeling the effects of it, I think. So um, I try and be kind to myself about that and where, where I am, you know, watching cricket rather than working. <laughs> I try and be kind to myself and say, look, Sometimes you maybe just need to, to switch off a bit. So, yeah, I, I'm doing okay. I can do some things to make it seem a lot better by the end of the quarter, that's for sure. I was just thinking when you, you were talking about COVID, it's like yesterday. Um, COVID is gone, apparently, in, in Canada. Mm. COVID is done. Uh, nary a mask to be seen. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's weird because the maskers, and, and again, I put myself in this because... My wife's, what, two weeks out of radiation and still immunocompromised. So I, I'm, I, you know, if, if we got something, and it, it is still prevalent out here, um, 
you know, the, we're, we're all vaccinated. Chances are it's not going to be particularly bad. But my wife is still an unknown because of the cancer treatments. I, I'm still masking, but it's like you're one of the few. And mm. if you see somebody else, you kind of almost do this virtual fist bump with them you know hey you're you too eh? because wow <laughs> sure. i it's it's the weirdest thing now it's uh, you know it, it was it was almost easier to get into COVID, and the dismount is really awkward uh, especially when you have extraneous circumstances such as you know the wife with cancer and stuff so for sure yeah it's it's uh, a very very weird here um Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there because I don't know what it's like on the other side of the Atlantic, but I'm, I'm guessing it's probably the same. It's interesting. I mean, Cyprus, uh, very similar to, you know, masks, what are they? The UK, when I was there, was very similar. There were still some people wearing masks, but, you know, it was very much on the decline. And, yeah, you, you definitely were noticed if you were wearing a mask rather than the other way around. Curiously, I've got a friend who's coming over to Cyprus um, in the next, I suppose, 10 days or so, uh, and they live in the United Arab, United Arab Emirates, so in Abu Dhabi, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, masks and tests are being reintroduced. Oh, interesting. Um, so numbers are going up. I mean, to get hold of numbers here in Cyprus, you have to dig for them. They don't, you know, they don't, they used to appear on the news every day in the paper every day on Twitter every day. Now you have to go and go looking for them. Hmm. And we've still got around four or 500 infections a day here, which for us is on the high side. You know, that's, that's not gone. You know how Canada has dealt with this numbers problem? Just ignore the numbers. They don't test and they don't track. They have there you go. basically canceled tracking. If you think you have COVID, uh, well, you can do a self-test, but just stay home sure. for a little bit of time. Um, it's, it's absolutely interesting to see. Again, coming from someone that has to be careful because of my wife, uh, just how things have, have gone. So anyway, it, it is what it is. Uh, everybody hopefully is making their choices that are best for them and staying as safe as possible. That's all we can ask for. For sure. Absolutely. But I mean, obviously your year has been, been largely dominated by, by, by the cancer diagnosis and well, the cancer treatment, I suppose the diagnosis yeah. was, was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, um, just from a timeline, we did our planning. We did the, sweet setup yearly plan in early December. Mm -hmm. And that was roughly, I think, when we talked about it. So over six months ago now. And the cancer was very new. My wife started uh, her treatment in early October, I think it was. And early December, she was still not doing too bad. She was still in the first one. She had her ups and downs. The second treatment, they do three months worth of one and then they switch on to three months of another treatment. So six months of treatment. And chemo is cumulative. And it just got, she was feeling worse and worse and worse. And it was funny because I came across my, my booklet that I had printed off for the suite setup with all of my stuff. And I just realized it's still in the folder, probably where I dropped it at Christmas early in the new year and haven't even looked at it. Yeah, the the things that affected us around here, my wife obviously, chemotherapy really had 
an impact on the whole family. You know, we moved to a different place where we had no social network. Mm -hmm. We had no support network. Um, you know, we didn't even have a local doctor at that point. You know, it was very stressful. Uh, just the timing of that, uh, figuring out this thing called winter that they have up here that I wasn't expecting. See, you know, issues uh, or uh, episodes like from any from last year, me complaining about them <laughs> shoveling snow. It it was a very, very tough time. You know, my my daughter was having her own challenges. She lost her dad just before the move and then dealing with a mom that now has cancer that that was another really tough one so it was it was a really really rough time i gave up completely on on any goals that i had apart from survive the day and sure. you know it's not something i want to talk about but you know I, i'm gonna talk about it a little bit because i still think there is some social stigma in talking about mental health and this this process up here took me early this year to a very, very low point in my own mental health. Mm. So, it, you know, it's even though we focus on productivity and all the rest of it, you've got to have some balance. And it, it is very tough some days to keep that when, when your life is in crisis. And, you know, at the end of the day, what's the uh, saying that I think it was Tyson? Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. Really, that was 2022 for me. I, I got punched in the face early and, geez, my plans kind of fell apart. So, yeah, I was, I'm really lucky. I've got some really good friends, Stu and TJ, uh, and they really put up with me whining at them every other Sunday and helped up my mental health. Um, you know, it's, it's great to have people to talk to because... You know, when, when your partner is sick, you really can't burden them with all how you feel, you know, sure. I know you're sick, but it's about me. <laughs> um, and it's really, it's really important to get a support network, uh, you know, people that can, can help out or just, you know, uh, a listening gear or listening video call. So, you know, thank goodness for COVID in some ways, because we've all got a lot more comfortable with online virtual calls and video meetings, mm -hmm. um, which really helped me when I didn't have sort of the resources locally to help out, you know, and Omicron didn't help as well. You know, that mm -hmm. came up right around the time and we didn't know how to, how to hit tackle that people were getting sick all around us. Uh, it was just, it was a rough year, sure. rough, rough year. Yeah, and I think you know you you raise some really important points, and uh, the the silver lining of COVID is undoubtedly that I think that um, I mean if you know if people feel stigma about mental health, I mean just have a word with yourself. Right, everybody sprains an ankle, has a sore arm, bangs their head, has a cold. All of these physical health things happen to everyone. Mental health is exactly the same. Okay, at some point, every single person will have mental health issues. Now, some will get away very lightly, and it's just like having a cold, and you know they feel rotten, awful, but they have a great family or support or friends, and, and they just move through it. And for other people, it will be much more serious. But as, as Justin has just said, the most important thing about this is the ability to talk about it. Mm -hmm. 
And what COVID has given us is that, you know, it, it, Justin doesn't really have anyone in Canada that he can talk about it with. I don't have anybody in Cyprus that I could talk about it with. Turns out there's a fella in Northern Ireland who actually, you know, quite likes talking about this stuff too. And because of this wondrous thing of, of technology, we were able to say, okay, guys, why don't we just set up a meeting regularly where we can just sit down and talk, chew the fat, have a beer. And it sounds weird, especially to me, and I'm sure to Justin as well, sort of 50-something-year-olds go, what? What? You want to sit in front of a computer and pretend to be with friends? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> it's not ridiculous. It's brilliant. Um, and if you're not doing it, do it. Get it set up. Sort out a regular meeting with a friend or two, whether that be uh, in person or online. Just put it in your diary. It's the most important meeting you'll have every month. Yeah. It is a highlight of, we do it, we, we meet every two weeks and it is really a highlight for me because we, we have a little bit of a framework that we use so that we all have time to talk about whatever's going on. But you know what? If you really have a challenge, we're all there for each other. And it's, it's just fantastic hmm. for that. Um, you know, something that you, you know, at a certain age, you may not even do that with, with your acquaintances, you know, people you go out for a beer with, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're out having a beer. You may or may not be as vulnerable of it. Uh, you know, one of the things I did as well, uh, you know, uh, just sort of talking mental health, I spoke to my doctor about it. I got a new doctor and I tell you, one of the hardest things being a, you know, somewhat successful 50 year old guy uh, is going to your doctor and saying, you know what, my mental health is fragile at the moment. I'm, I'm having some issues. And uh, he's, he's got me into some resources. There are some resources available in Canada that I'm also kind of working through. It's a bit of a guided tool set to give me a few more tools to help help myself out you know sometimes the tool set mm. isn't at the bottom of a wine bottle uh, even though it should be a little more often but, uh, <laughs> i say i look there first on the whole <laughs> yeah i you know it's funny uh just uh thinking of you know Stu's Stu's conversation one of the things i'm doing now is tracking every day how many glasses of alcohol or none that i have uh, and I've given myself sort of a weekly target mm -hmm. because these things, these things are real and, you know, self-medication is a thing. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, avoiding, avoiding problems. Um, you can, you can do it in all kinds of ways. And I tell you what, at, at my age, I think I figured out most of them all by myself before I, I asked for some help. So, <laughs> uh, bottom line, my plans out the window. I haven't even looked at them since December. Now, some, some positive news. You know, I'm feeling a whole lot better. My wife is doing a whole lot better. She just finished radiation, which is sort of a precautionary measure. The chemo went well. The surgery went well when they took out her surgery. They're basically uh, around what was left of the lump. There's no more cancer in the tissue. So she's, she's in a very good place. I, I hate to say the word cancer free because I think they don't make that diagnosis for three years after mm -hmm. uh, the treatment has finished, but everything is looking very positive that if, you know, something doesn't recur, then she will be cancer free. We've started to get out and enjoy life a little bit more. Sue was talking about one of his things been, um, 
you know, a focus on the relationship. And we've done a couple of wine tastings. We were, we took Coco out to the beach the other day, sat down outside at a dog friendly restaurant. They had some seating outside. We had a beer and an ice cream and the dog got a whole lot of attention from all the servers. It was, it was just absolutely lovely. Yeah. So things are, things are looking up, you know, where I was, where I am, there is progression. I feel better in myself. I'm just not sure that I'm ready to plan the next half of the year, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's something that I was really reconciling myself with trying to look at this in terms of, okay, I have an excuse for why I didn't do anything from December to June. What's coming up in July? What do I want to do? And how much pressure do I want to put on myself to do it? And I'm, I'm still kind of reconciling that. I, I think I'm going to go through and read through the materials, the year materials, mm. and see if there's anything I want to do out of there. And it may be stupid things like, you know what? I want to spend more time doing things around town with my family mm. because, well, we just, we got kicked in that one and we moved up here and we were basically housebound for eight, nine months. Yeah. There are things like that, that maybe they're not going to be goals in terms of, I want to hit this metric and that metric and all the rest of that. Maybe it's just okay for me to have some internal goals, focus a little bit on my mental health, focus a little bit more on my fitness. Um, I, I tried to put some khakis on Stu for going to, uh, the coast, which leg <laughs> one pair for your left leg, one pair for your right leg. <laughs> pretty much i i oh it was it was rough so uh yeah I've got, I've got some work to do on that as well um you know and and maybe those are going to be where my goals are maybe a little bit of status quo how about you what are you thinking for your plan rejigging your because you had you had a quarterly plan for the next two quarters as well yeah for sure and uh, ironically you know my, my q3 card says one word on it, it says recharge hmm um, when, when I was doing my annual plan, uh, I, I really wanted this, the summer, um, I mean, partly through necessity, it's really hot. It's, it's tough to get much done, but, um, it was going to be about recharge. It was going to be about spending time with, uh, with Margaret because she's, she works at a school, so they get most of the summer off. Um, so doing some stuff together that, you know, we should do every day, but we don't, you know, maybe go to the beach. Mm-hmm take the dogs out together because uh, the dogs are the kind of my dogs <laughs> when it comes to leaving the, the bounds of the house and there's you know there's a whole history behind that but you know i'd like to get her you know with me um and the security that i provide um going out and uh just enjoying a little bit of the countryside um i mean it has to be very very early because it gets really hot but as you say you know maybe a wine tasting here or go and try uh, a restaurant there or a beach that we haven't visited. We've got lots of stuff we can do here. So that's a big part of my, my plan. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's nothing in there that says, I will do this and I will do that. Um, I'm, I'm genuinely planning on doing stuff that makes me feel good. Um, things that I feel um, I don't get time to do. I'm going to make time to do them and, you know, worky work stuff. Well, we'll address that in Q4. Hmm. That sounds like a plan. I, and you get uh, 10 days of reprieve where it's just you on your own coming up soon. 
Well, you say that, but I mean, there will be the dancing girls to entertain. Uh, uh, obviously, I'll, I'll ship in 20 or 30 of those while, while Mrs. Lennon is on holiday. Mostly, I just chain them to the cooker and make them clean everything. But uh, it, when not there, they can give me lap dances, dance on the tables. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a running joke from when Margaret um, uh, had her back problems and she was confined to bed. Uh, I set up a WhatsApp group for everybody that was um, that was worried about her and wanted to find out how she was getting on because I was just getting a little bit bored of fielding, you know, answering the same questions 20 times a day. So mm, I know about that. <laughs> well, I said that these imaginary dancing girls um, who were, you know, in the basement and I was keeping to do the shopping. It was just a running joke thing. And no, she's going to Sicily, hopefully, <laughs> airline dependent. We just had an airline cancel <laughs> all the flights. Um, uh, for uh, 10 days, she's going to go and hang out with a friend. Um, and she's not doing all of the sort of, um, for, for Sicilians going home involves a lot of duties and obligations. Uh, she's trying to keep those to a minimum and just going and, and having the crack as the Irish would say. Um, and so, yeah, me and the dogs will, will love that, you know, just, just us, us kiddies are home alone. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm reasonably well house trained. I can just about survive on my own. Um, I'll play lots of golf, do lots of work. I'm still a teenager when it comes to uh, having unsupervised time on my own. You know, it's it's takeout food. It's uh, <laughs> the dogs on the couch. Uh, you know, it's, oh, yeah, it, it's the the reality is much like um, I was teasing you about. You've still got two weeks to cram and get it done. Uh, the night before my wife would come home, uh, I'm going to be cram dishes. There'll be loads and loads of every dish that I've used, which it will be every dish in the entire house, uh, will be washed and sparkling and put away. Everything will be dusted. And I will sit there looking like it's been like this the whole time, honey. <laughs> well, we, we have a lovely um, Cypriot lady who comes and, uh, and sort of cleans the house for us once a week. Um, and when, when Margaret goes away, she, she almost inevitably, the next day, she turns up at my gate unscheduled and and looks at me with this sort of deep Mediterranean concern that a I might starve to death or die of thirst because I can't work out how to turn the tap, mm. um, and and then we'll we'll then start st strategizing with me and telling me what day she's going to come and repair all the damage that I've I've caused. Um, it's it's quite funny actually. She, sometimes she'll see me hanging up the washing, and she comes down in Greek. And what are you doing? So I'm I'm hanging out the washing. Why? Um, so that it dries. Oh, banayam, banayam. <laughs> she just can't get her head around, around this. And then if she sees me go, go near the cooker, she takes cover because she thinks it's going to blow up or something. It's, it's weird. Um, so yes, no, I, I'm very spoiled and very privileged. Yeah. In her defense, your electrical in your kitchen <laughs> is a little <laughs> suspect. Uh, well, that certainly is true. We still have that problem with the oven. <laughs> it's... I, I, I think it's really simple. Our oven is fine unless you want to cook anything. Once you've used it, well, yeah. Once you've used it, if you open the door so that the heat can escape, it's fine. Mm. If you keep the door closed so that the fans and the vents can do their job and it can escape in a you know in a way that isn't detrimental to your sort of temperature in your kitchen, the whole house blows. <laughs> it's like okay. Given that we've been battling this for nine months now, I have waved the white flag 
And I've said to, I've said to Margaret, I said, it's really simple. When you finish cooking, open the oven door. There is the solution. That's it. We're doing no more. See, mine would even be more simple than that. That's it. We're moving, honey. I'm selling the damn house. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, I was going to say for, for us as well over this summer, I think we're at a kind of crossroads at the moment. I, I don't know quite how or why we've got here. But um, again, you, you know, truly first world problems. <laughs> we're, we're trying to decide which lovely European country in which to reside. Um, so we're thinking about whether we might uh, consider moving to Italy. Um, or indeed Spain. Uh, I, I'd love France. I speak French. Margaret doesn't. I don't think I've got much chance there. Mm. Why? I think really sort of um, Margaret feels the siren call of, of Sicily, you know, her homeland, um, her language, her food. Um, and I'm sort of pretty relaxed. I'll live anywhere. So we've been thinking about that and, uh, me being me, I've started thinking about the practical sides of that because we had this little thing called Brexit. Mm-hmm. Um, so Margaret's an Italian passport holder, so that's easy enough for her. Um, I only have a UK passport, but I will soon be eligible to apply for a Cypriot one. So um, ah, okay. in just over a year, I could become a Cypriot if I chose to, I think. Um, and I, I'm also entitled to an Irish passport. I have um, Irish antecedents on my father's side. Hmm. Which, uh, as the UK and the EU are still sort of fighting, the, the Brexit battle continues after the fact. Nobody is sitting down saying, let's make a sensible, pragmatic sort of way of, of working together. Everybody's going, well, you left. It's your fault. <laughs> or, or the Brits are turning around and saying, well, we didn't want to be there anymore, so we're not talking to you. Um, it's all very puerile and stupid, uh, but it does mean that if I wanted to settle in another European country, then I am, you know, I'm an alien. I'm a Brit. Um, now I could go as a spouse of Margaret. And, or, anyway, so all these things are sort of milling around in our heads. We're thinking about maybe we might sell this this property, which is huge and has an enormous garden, um, and maybe just just you know rent somewhere mm-hmm. um, a little bit smaller little bit easier to look after that type of thing but um you know a fantastic position to be in we're so lucky we're so privileged mm. uh, to be sort of mm. thinking those things over uh but at the same time it's kind of unsettling you know not just sort of like um, what shall i do how shall i do it so sue uh any takeaways from a review of 2022 so far 2020 mark three so far <laughs> yeah 2020 v3 uh plans are useless but planning is indispensable so said eisenhower and he knew a thing about planning um i think the process helps you identify direction of travel um but then life comes along things inevitably change as justin is <laughs> more than happy to explain to anyone um but i think the process uh and the the time you spend in thought uh really helps keep me grounded and understand the direction of travel, but, uh, you know, I don't get hang, hung up on the details. What about you? What's your takeaway, Justin? I have two of them, actually. One of them that came up in the conversation. Get yourself a TJ and a stew. <laughs> um, seriously, uh, make make time to have a routine meeting, a regular meeting. I said the word routine. Routine is the wrong word. Regular meeting hmm. with a friend or two to talk about everybody, everything that is on your mind in a safe space. It is so invaluable 
that I, I, I'm not sure what, what I would have done this year without that. So again, thanks TJ. If he listens, Stu, well, you're listening now. So thank you. You're welcome. The second thought that I had is that a plan does add pressure and that's good. A positive pressure will move you towards a goal, but sometimes it may not be positive pressure and it's okay to reevaluate your plan or even abandon it if it is not taking you in a positive direction. Planning is a great tool for good and that should be where you use it, mm. not for not for something that adds pressure to yourself. So take it from me, throw it out the window if now isn't the time. Yeah, I, abandoning a plan can be a fantastic exercise just to go, okay, hang on time out we need to we need to rethink this we need to look at where we are be realistic let's let's make this work for us because yeah justin's absolutely right it shouldn't be something that punishes you <laughs> it's crazy there's, there's enough nasty stuff going on in life without adding to it yourself oh, tell me about it all right where can people find you on the internet Stu? Uh, well, you can find my writing at stuartlennon.com where i generally complain about everything and also i'm publishing in serial form my novel uh we're just just moving into act three this this week very exciting i did see the email on that one i haven't actually read it yet i'm 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 excited for it though <laughs> well it's um i i think i said in in a blog post you know i've got to a point where i've got lots of threads that i need to bring together and and that's quite nice actually it feels pretty good for the for the first time in a while it doesn't feel like a chore it's like, oh, oh that's good. how am I going to make all this work? Um, other than that, you can find me at nerosnotes.co.uk where I uh, sell some wonderful stationery and some very reasonably priced stuff too. Uh, or you can find me just complaining or trying to be kind uh, at Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash Stu Lennon. What about you, Justin? Where can people find you? Easiest place to find me is my website, justintwyford.com. You can find me on Twitter at JJ Twyford. Uh, shouting at the world. I was shouting at uh, Pringles, uh, who uh, <laughs> short-shipped me uh, my potato chips in my back. You know, I was talking about why I don't fit into my pants anymore. Uh, the, the the tube of potato chips that I'm complaining because it wasn't full. Hey, there you go. That's that's my life. And this is why I have so many followers on Twitter. Uh, if you have any comments for Stu and myself, please drop us an email, stationaryjacentgmail.com. And if you could do me a favor, please take a minute to like and review us on your podcast catcher of choice. Five stars, please, if you're going to review us. We really do appreciate your recommendations to your friends and colleagues who you think may get something from what we talk about. Our next topic is actually going to be on summer productivity. We're going to ask what, if anything, changes. I know I have some thoughts on that, and Stu's boiling to death over there, so I'm really curious <laughs> to find out what, besides five days of test matches, Stu does with his summer. Until then, goodbye, and stay productive. Yes, sir.